KMTT Kimitzion Tetzei Torah. Today is Wednesday. We have the weekly shiur on the philosophy of the Vilna Gaon and his school by Havav Eliakim Kambay. Shalom Lachem. Today we're going to take a, a, a bit more detailed look at Rabbi Chaim Velazhin's critique of the Hasidic movement. Uh, in, in light of our previous discussions, we can say perhaps that the critique of the Mitnagdim towards the Hasidic movement uh, had three stages. We saw the initial stage, which was at the outbreak, outbreak of the conflict, uh, and then the attitude of the Vilna Gaon and the Nagdim in general was that we're talking about a deviant sect which has to be suppressed. About 30 years later, we saw the Vilna Gaon's uh, letter in relation to, the, to Hasidim, and there we observed that the Vilna Gaon at this point recognizes that the new movement is actually a, a, theory, a serious theological challenge, and the Vilna Gaon relates to this point specifically, the deep theological issue, which we've discussed in the past. Now we're talking about Nefesh HaChaim, a tract written by Rav Chaim already well into the 19th century. And here we have a calm, reasoned, but nevertheless very serious, perhaps even scathing, criticism of the, of the movement of the Hasidut from an ethical point of view, from an educational point of view. We should perhaps preface a bit about the work Nefesh HaChaim in general. Uh, this book, a short little volume, is actually quite paradoxical in nature. One of the paradoxes relates to the issue of purity of intention in Avodat Hashem. The first three sections, out of four altogether, of the book actually deal with this issue, and Reb Chaim prescribes a serious, detailed program of spiritual elevation designed to improve the quality of the Avodat Hashem of the people who are using his Sefer. Uh, and yet, after, uh, pr- after putting out this program for about uh, the three first sections of his book, he inserted a few short chapters in which he goes against the whole thrust of purity of intention and tries to devalue it. We can understand this uh, vacillation, perhaps, against the backdrop of the conflict with the Hasidim. Scholars are divided as to the question of whether we should view Nefesh HaChayim as primarily aimed at uh, meeting the challenge of Hasidut. I think the mainstream view is that this uh, aim appears in Nefesh HaChayim, but it's not the main purpose of the book. But nevertheless, it's clear that the Hasidic challenge is in the background. And when Reb in his first three sections talks about the importance 
of purity of intention and actually develops a very detailed uh, instructional program to follow in order for a person to be able to improve the quality of his religious life, Rav Chaim Velazhin is, in a very real sense, I think, reacting, even if not openly, even if not, if not consciously, to the challenge of Hasidut. Because the Hasidic movement, as we know, emphasized this idea of purity of Kavanah, Taharat Halev. And Reb Chaim Vulajin is saying that we in the Mitnagdik movement, we don't disregard this area entirely. To the contrary, we think it is very important. The idea of purity of thought and motivation is something which really is at the heart of devotion to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Hence, his detailed uh, program in the first three sections of his book. Nevertheless, at the same time, Rabbi Chaim Rolajan is very concerned that as important and as valuable as this element in worship of Hashem is, he's concerned that it should not, should not take center stage. Because it, if it does, then we are opening ourselves to all kinds of dangers. And he really believed that the Hasidic movement actually was flirting with these dangers. And for these chapters, which are going, we're, we're now going to examine, however briefly, Rabbi Chaim Yivalajin goes one by one and enumerates the pitfalls of purity of intention. And he says, Be very careful. If you follow the program that I've been outlining, heretofore in the book, you should be very careful because it's a great danger here. What is the danger? A person who actually does worship God with purity of motivation is in the great danger of arrogance because this madrega is a very exalted one, a very elevated one, and a person who achieves it could very well become arrogant. And Rabbi Chaim Velazhin says you should be, be very careful because you may be arrogant and not even realize it. You have to constantly examine and re-examine what's going on inside your mind and inside your heart. Are you tainted with even the slightest element here of Haughtiness. Why is this so dangerous? Why is it so bad? Katuv meforash. Toavat Hashem kol gvalev. HaKadosh Baruch reacts with disgust to a person who is arrogant. And it doesn't matter why he's arrogant. Even if he's arrogant because he's achieved a high level of Avodat Hashem, it's all the same. And Reb Chaim quotes the Imam HaChazal, Shekol HaMityaher kilu bana bama. And from uh, Chaim is very emphatic on this point that the this spiritual level of purity of intention might turn out to be something which is counterproductive and 
actually put the person into a worse spiritual situation than he was had he not embarked upon this program of uh, developing his his purity. Uh, but it doesn't stop there. Rabbi Chaim Vlazhin goes on to maintain from the ideological point of view, and this I think uh, sums up the major point that he wants to make in these chapters, that from the ideological point of view, purity of intention is not the main thing. It is not at center stage. And the main thing that the Torah is interested in, the main thing that Kadosh Baruch Hu wants, is our actions. Once our actions are sound, once our actions conform with the halakha, once we devote ourselves practically as much as we can to Talmud Torah primarily and also to mitzvot, once we've achieved that, then it's a good thing to also work on purity of motivation. However, we shouldn't put the cart before the horse. Uh, Rabbi Chaim Velazhin in this connection raises, raises the issue of Mishma. And quite surprisingly, Rabbi Chaim here presents a position which is at variance with what we've seen in the past uh, in the name of the Vilna Gaon himself. You may remember that when the Vilna Gaon discussed the issue of learning Torah Lishma and Shalolishma, he had a very strict view. The Vilna Gaon thought that learning Torah Lishma is sinful. Uh, I'm sorry, learning Torah Shalolishma is actually sinful. And by Shalolishma, he had a very wide interpretation. Anytime a person learns, even for uh, self aggrandizement, for the purpose of prestige, of kavod. This also he considered the Lishma, and this he said is actually an Isur. One may not learn Torah with this intention, and uh, to the extent that Chazal authorized uh, Torah study, Lishma, what they mean is Torah, which is not Lishma. In other words, Torah which is uh, done by rote and without any particular motivation. Uh, all right, we, dis- we discussed the reasoning behind the approach of the Vilna Gaon, but here we find in Reb Chaim Velazhin that his approach is different. Reb Chaim Velazhin actually adopts the classical approach which we find in, in Tosvot and other Rishonim, that the Isur of learning Torah Shalolishma applies only to Torah which is learned for actually clearly negative purposes, uh, what's called Likintur, for, to, in order to be able to cause provocations, in order with, to, for a person to be able to use his knowledge actually to, uh, to, to sin in the area of Ben Adam Lachaviro. But otherwise, Rabbi Chaim Vlajan says, even if a person is learning because of his self-interest, that's okay. There's no great calamity in such learning. And those who say, like the Hasidim actually did say, that if the Limul Torah and Kiyom is tainted with any self-interest, then it's virtually worthless. People who say this actually deter people from learning Torah. And this, Rav Chaim Velazhin thought, was a cardinal sin. Because the main thing is that people learn Torah. And even if their motivation is not entirely pure, that's a secondary consideration.
not only that, Rabbi Chaim Vlajan says, when Chazal says that mitoch shalolishma balishma, that by learning Torah uh, with what appears to be improper motivation, one will eventually arrive at Torah lishma, what they mean to say is that Torah shalolishma is a necessary step which has to be passed in order to be, be able to arrive at Torah lishma. And there's no way of circumventing this. Because when a person begins to learn Torah, it's of necessity that there will be some element of self-interest involved. And only, only after a process of uh, continuous learning, and cont- continuous maturation, that a person will be able to arrive at the ultimate level of Torah Lishma. And then Rabbi Chaim Vlazhin, uh criticizes severely people who are who disparaged Tamidei Chachamim because they learned Torah Shalolishma. Kevan shum ashpiru mevazet ha-osek b'Torah Shalolishma hayu merapet yadav me'ezek ha-Torah v'day mikri b'ze mevazet ha-mit chacham v'ein lach ha-chilu shmo yitbarach v'Torato ha-Kdosha yotem mize. Apparently the Hasidim were in the habit of deriding Tamidei Chachamim who they thought, and perhaps Rabbi Chaim Vlazhin concedes, even accurately thought, that these Tamidei Chachamim learned Torah out of self-interest. But nevertheless, uh, people who criticize them actually deter, deter them from learning. And this, as I said before, is a very serious crime. so then these Hasidim that are deterring people from learning Torah with Hatmada, with great diligence, because it's more important to them that Torah should be learned even in a small measure, uh, if we can ensure that it will be done with the correct motivation. These Hasidim are taking upon themselves a tremendous responsibility. They will be responsible, Chas for the situation in which there will not be a, a, a large core of Tamidei Chachamim, in order to provide spiritual guidance for Am Yisrael. Now, uh, this is remarkable because there's an implied admission here on the part of Rabbi Chaim that the that by and large, the existence of a large group of Tamidei Chachamim, a committed group, a diligent group, a group which can really achieve uh, great uh, achievement in Tamidei Chachamim, as Tamidei Chachamim, that the existence of this whole uh, phenomenon is dependent on the authorization that we give to learn Torah Shalolishma. And the progress in Torah, Rav Chaim Vilajan is recognizing here implicitly, progress in Talmud Torah, in the Mitziyut, in the reality of life, is motivated to a very large degree by self-interest. And if we try to drive out the, this self-interest 
because we're so, we're so concerned with having nothing to do with the Yetzirah, nothing to do with the ego, then we're actually crippling the whole apparatus of learning Torah in Yeshivot, which is fueled to a large extent by the competitive spirit and by the desire for self-achievement and self-fulfillment. And Rav Chaim Blazin concludes his argument on this point by saying, Even if we see a Tamit Chacham, whom we can say definitely that since he was an infant until he became an old man, he was constantly motivated in his Torah study by his self-interest. Nevertheless, you are still obligated, according to the Halakha, to respect this person because he's still a great Tamit Chacham. Uh, in other words, since this person was so assiduous in his Torah study, then we have to assume, and we should assume, that there were moments of Torah Lishma, even in this person who doesn't look that way, but uh, any person who learns Torah all the time uh, it's, it's simply impossible that he never achieved the level of Torah Lishma. And this is another reason why we have to accord this person great respect. Because he says, Those brief moments during which the person had the proper intention of learning Torah Lishem Shamayim, those moments purify. They're like the mikveh which uh, uh, creates ritual purity for all the other moments of Limul Torah, which was done Shalal Ishma. Uh, Rabbi Chaim Velazhin points out another point of tension between this preoccupation with purity of the heart and the, and the things which are really important. Uh, Rabbi Chaim Velazhin says, the Yitzhah might come to a person and say, the most important thing is that you should be of pure heart. And the Yitzhah will say that this is even more important than the minutiae of halacha. He might uh, say to you, spend your time not learning how to perform the mitzvah properly according to the demands of the Shulchan Aruch, spend your time mainly working on your mind and on your heart and divesting yourself of all egotistical interests. Uh, now this is, uh, of course, another point of tension, which points out that, that uh, practically speaking, we have to concern ourselves mainly with learning, mainly with getting down the halacha in a sound way, and being proficient in it. Then we know how to be Mekayim uh, B'Halacha and to perform the will of the Kaddish Baruch practically speaking. Only afterwards can we uh, concern ourselves with uh, purity of intention. And on this point, we have another surprise in store. And this is in the discussion of Rabbi Chaim about prayer.
Because he says, not only is this true, that in, in respect to all of the mitzvot, all the mitzvot masiyot, that the main part of them is the practical fulfillment. Right, even tefillah, which at first glance we, we would say the main thing in the tefillah is the intention. Uh, we know the saying, uh, a person just says the words and, he has, and his mind is wandering off and his heart is somewhere else. So what value does his tefillah have? What kind of avodah is this? But Rabbi Chaim Velazhin doesn't agree with this and he says, Right, Chazal derived from the pasuk about Chana uh, in Sefer Shmuel. It said, and he produces another midrash on uh, the midrash Shochetov on on that place in Sefer Shmuel. So then the the act of actually saying the words is ma'akev. You must say the words in order to be yotzei dechovat Now, of course, this in and of itself does not tell us which is the main part of tefillah. Someone might say that, of course, you have to say the words, but still, saying the words is only the body of tefillah, the soul of tefillah, the most important part, the, the, the center of gravity of tefillah, is what goes on inside you. Uh, and I think this is the common viewpoint. But nevertheless, as I said before, Rabbi Chaim Lajan has a surprise for us in store, because he says as follows, in other words, even though the person did not uh, intend the meaning of the words when he when he davened, and even though it's true that such tefillah is not on a very high level, nevertheless, shalom, his prayer is not valueless. He fulfilled his chovah. He fulfilled the mitzvah. Now, I presume Rabbi Chaim Vlashen doesn't mean to say that if you had no kavanah whatsoever, even in the first bracha of Magen Avot, which the halacha clearly stipulates that if uh, you didn't uh, have kavanah in, in the first bracha, then uh, in the time of the Gemara, you would have been told, daven again, because you weren't Yotzei de Chovah. And it's only now, uh, the Shulchan Arach is posseik, that you don't have to daven again because we're afraid that the same way you didn't have Kavana the first time, you won't have it the second, second time either. But nevertheless, Rabbi Chaim Velazhin here is granting that, granting that in the first bracha you must have Kavana in any, in any event. But as a basic statement of the definition of tefillah, Rabbi Chaim Velazhin here says, that if you said the words and you didn't have intention, then you're Yotzei Dechova. This is called Tefillah. Uh, this, I think, is a unique halachic position. I don't know of any other 
halachic authority who uh, who makes this statement. And I think it shows us how far Rabbi Chaim Velazhin is going here in his critique of Hasidim in saying that even tefillah, the main thing is the act of saying the words. Finally, Rabbi Chaim Velazhin gives a general critique of the whole approach of Hasidut, which as we saw, maintained that Avodat Hashem is not something which is mainly defined by acts and halachot and how to do things. Because since God is everywhere, since every physical phenomenon has a spark of divinity, then we can serve God however we want. It all depends on what we have in our hearts. It all depends on our intention and our desire for the Vekut. Uh, Rabbi Chaim Velazhin attributes this uh, way of thinking to the Yitzhahara. Your Yitzhahara might come in masquerade and say to you, The main thing, of, uh, the main point of Avodat Hashem is that you should always think that whatever you do is L'Shem Shamayim. V'gam avon v'chait l'mitzvah yechashev imu L'Shem Shamayim l'tikun eza inyan. Right? And any, uh, even a sin, even a crime, will be considered a mitzvah if, in the circumstances in which you're doing the, the this crime, uh, it, you, you, you judge that it will create some positive result. And the Yitzhahara will bring proof from the Gemara, because the Gemara says, Rachman alibabai, right? HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants the heart. And also another Mamar Chazal, Gdola Averali Shema. Navira, which is done for the proper intention, is a great thing. And the Yitzhahara will actually say to you more than this. He'll say, Kein tzuveta, lelech b'gvei avotecha kdoshim v'chol ha-tzedikim ha-rishonim, shiukodem shenitna ha-Torah. Right? What greater avotat Hashem is there than the avotat Hashem of our forefathers, Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov? How did they serve Hashem? It certainly wasn't through mitzvot. There were no mitzvot. They decided how to conduct themselves practically based on their profound religious intuition and they were guided by their hearts. And since they intended and they wanted to be Oved Hashem, their actions were considered Avodat Hashem. And this is a very high level because this is how the our holy forefathers worshipped Hashem. And if we do this today, we'll also be on that same high level. Chaim uh, Velazhen is very, very stern in his criticism of this viewpoint. He says, I concede that before Torah was given, this was the way of Avodat Hashem. There was no other way to be Oved Hashem. But now, since Torah was given, that all has changed. Now that we have merited to be given Torah, and we know precisely what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants of us down to the smallest, to the minutest detail of, of practical uh, action, this is what commits us, and to this we are obligated. Me'it Shabbat Moshe Rabbeinu v'aridah aretz lo b'ashamayimi. The Torah is no longer in heaven, it's now on earth, it's in the books, it's in the Sifrei Halacha, 
and it's clear uh, what everyone has to do in any given situation. Uh, to Butcher's point, Rabbi Chaim Valajan brings the famous incident, which was recorded in the Gemara, of Chizkiyahu Merach Chizkiyahu, the great Sadiq, who became ill and was on his deathbed, actually. And Yeshayahu came, Hanavi came to him and said, you are going to die twice in this world and in the next world because you committed, committed the crime of not taking a wife. You were not Mechaim the Mitzvah Why did Chizkiyahu HaMelech not fulfill the commandment of Piryah He certainly knew that this was a very important commandment and obligatory upon him like anyone else. But he knew that his son, Menashe, who was destined to come from his loins, this Menashe would be a tremendous rasha, a very wicked person, who would cause tremendous spiritual damage and de- degradation to Am Yisrael. And therefore, Chizkiyahu HaMelech made the uh, proper consideration, as far as he was concerned, better not to have children than to bring into the world such a child. And nevertheless, Yeshayahu told him, You have nothing to do with the ways of providence, how things will turn out. You are charged with tayag mitzvot. There is a mitzvah that you have to perform. You have to perform it. Don't try to second guess HaKadosh Baruch How things will turn out in the end, that's not your concern. Your concern is to do the obligation that is placed upon your shoulders. Uh, so in, in summation the paradox one of the great paradoxes, as paradoxes of Nefesh HaChayim is precisely this that in the first three sections as I said there's tremendous effort placed upon uh, outlining a detailed guide manual uh, which is given both uh, practical uh, instruction and also theoretical grounding uh, in, in order to aid a person to raise his spiritual level through the uh, process of gradual purification of the heart. Now, any person who would engage upon such a program must be convinced that it's very valuable, and the achievement of the aims of, of this program, laudable and worthy of praise. But nevertheless, after doing all this, Rabbi Chaim Valajan proceeds to put down the whole effort of of uh, spirituality of the heart. And he says, beware of the pitfalls of this program. Make sure that you don't become haughty and arrogant. And make sure that you don't lose sight of the primary importance that the Torah and the Halakha put upon practical application of the Halakha. Never allow your concern with uh, your personal spiritual level as far as Chavot HaLavot is concerned to come at the expense of the primary focus of Limud Torah Yomam Valayla and fulfillment of the Halakha according to all its Diktukim and Minutiae. This then is the criticism of Chaim Velazhin. Uh, in our next session, we'll devote a few words to the question of the relevance of this criticism in our day. Is Are there still people are there still Hasidim of the type that Rabbi Chaim Velazhin criticized and that have to be 
are wary of the points which he raised.